Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chats. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. And joined with me as always is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance Michaels, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. You? I can't complain, man. Just coming off a whirlwind trip from Calgary for the uh for the um Battle for the Belts at the Rose Pav- the sorry, the Victoria Pavilion. Uh it was a stampede. The old Stampede Wrestling Grounds, um, phenomenal two-day event. This was put in, put on by Can-Am, RCW, ECCW as well, uh, a few other promotions to mention. Uh, presented by the Wild Rose Sports Association, really cool event, man. Two days, and they had a Hall of Fame ceremony on the second night. But uh, yeah, all in all, fantastic over two days you know just really really enjoyable um i got into calgary friday afternoon made my way down there for about four o'clock they opened the doors to me let me in with open arms and you know just gave me full access to everything man shout out to auto gentile aka Vinny fever uh just phenomenal to meet him in person and to kind of hang out with him and you know kind of talk to him obviously he was really busy so we didn't get to sit down as much as um I would have liked to and uh but you know what all in all big shout out to everyone that that put on that event um overall just fantastic man so let's get down to the meat and potatoes of it first talk friday night what was your what was the highlights on the friday night for that stood out to you best matches performances what do you got for us yeah no i'll, I'll start with this right away um i got in there and the first thing auto said to me is like whoever you want to interview let me know and i'll take care of it Cool. And uh, off in the distance, I saw a couple gentlemen walk in that I recognized, but it wasn't sure. And then it all came clear. I was in the presence of the great Cuban assassins. Man, I tell you what, that was one of the most surreal moments I've ever had as a wrestling fan. To be able to, first off, meet them. Because you got to keep in mind, the original Cuban assassin, Angel... Um, he, he's 82 years old now, but I think, you know, when I sent you the picture and and you said this and it's right on the nail, my man, those two dudes are tougher than a four. They still look tough, man. They still look tough. Yeah, they look tough. And, uh, you know, they, they were just so gracious and so hospitable. I got to sit down with them. I actually recorded a nice 15 to 20 minute interview with them. Cool. And uh, I will get all that up. I'm just, we got brand new equipment here. Uh, so I'm just trying to figure out how everything works. I don't want to mess anything up or fuck anything up in any way. So mm-hmm. I want to take my time producing these and editing them properly so we can get them done together. Absolutely. Um, so first night w- was great. It, it basically, it was all the kind of, you know, semifinal matches, if you want to say, because basically the Rose Sports Association, uh, this was their annual, you know, first annual tournament that they had to determine their champions. So you had all these different Canadian promotions, like I said, Can-Am, RCW, ECCW was there as well. DEW was there as well. So wrestlers were represented from coast to coast in this tournament. Um, Some of these guys had never touched before. Some of these guys haven't met each other in the ring for, 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 you know, maybe five to 10 years at any given time. Um, so, you know, basically, Scotty Mack was there as well. He was he's performing. He was also with their tag team, uh, DTA, Don't Trust Anyone. That whole faction was there. 
Interesting, interesting name. And I said it to Scotty before is like the name of the, not to get on this too much. The name of the faction is don't trust anybody. Yeah, you got a part. You got three guys in there. How do you trust them? It doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Well, I didn't ask Cardi this question, but I asked Jordy, who is a member of that faction, and uh, I said to him as they were uh, at the end of night two, and I went up and finally introduced myself to them. Here's the one thing I got beautiful. You know, it was just such a wonderful experience that they gave me backstage access, so I was able to kind of you know go backstage and then talk to these guys as well and whatnot but the one thing i do understand about the profession and the you know whatnot it's like you don't really mess around too much backstage you know you wait for your opportunities you don't kind of just throw yourself into the mix sort of a deal so mm -hmm. you know in, in a lot of cases i'm just kind of standing back and watching waiting for my opportunity to kind of pounce i guess you could say yeah kind of say my piece and what have you um, and I asked him the same question and I said, you know, like, you know, you guys are a DTA, but how can you trust each other considering what your group is about? And, uh, you know, and his response was very simple and it, it made a lot of sense. He said that initially it was created to not trust anyone else, mm -hmm. but, you know, he can understand how, you know, that can be misconstrued that, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. But I tell you what, man, um, overall, just a fantastic night of wrestling first night. A lot of these guys I'd never seen before. I got to see Cheetah Boy wrestle for the first time. I got to see, um, you know, the Billington Bulldogs. Uh, who oh, are they? the? They're fantastic, man. They 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 are the nephews of the Dynamite Kid, uh, legit nephews of of the Dynamite Kid. So that was really exciting to see. I also got to meet the Dynamite Doll. Nice. How was the that? Doll, that was awesome. And uh, you know, hopefully we can get her on the show. She 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 was really interested. He was on the Dark Side of the Ring um, documentary as well. Oh, is she cool? Yeah, yeah. It. No, absolutely. You should watch it. It's it's kind of it's a kind of unfortunate, but I get it. I understand what they're trying to do. You know, I mean, I think I'd like to do a show called the Light Side of Wrestling. You know, it's just just I get it. Everyone has a negative past, you know, and I get that people kind of strive for it to kind of forget their own problems and shit. But, you know, there's just so much good that Dynamite did and whatnot. And to be fair, in hindsight, I don't think the WWE fans ever got, like, they got to see him, but they didn't get to see Dynamite the way Dynamite was. You know, near the end of his run, and, you know, unfortunately, that was the highlight, the, the, the primary um, portion of his career in WWE. He was, you know, pretty much wheelchair-bound at that point, you know, like he basically would go to Gorilla in a wheelchair, then walk out. I mean, that's why they dropped the belts to um, the Heart Foundation when they did, is because he couldn't go anymore. Yeah. Well, they told he us Tom Wrestling he wouldn't listen, and he couldn't walk after that. And all the steroids and drugs, you know. But, well, I mean, you sad. know what? It, it is sad, but it's unfortunate. But you know what? I got to meet his daughter, and I got to meet his nephews, and they were just phenomenal. Like I said, everybody I met, Chancellor, was was just absolutely phenomenal. The Canadian badass, um, you know, he he was he was cool. He came out on his motorcycle and everything. That's cool. So, you know, you had all these guys there. I, I can't go through every single match here because it would just take too long. But I'll yeah, say yeah. this much: every match delivered. Every match was cool. The flow was beautiful. Um, you know, the guys performed for a lot of these guys as well. This was a dream come true. This is a bucket list item for a lot of these wrestlers that were there. I mean, keep in mind where we were. We were at the Rose Pavilion. That's the home of Stampede Wrestling. Yeah, that's you know, that, special right there. And, and that that basically ran there for God knows how many years, 30-plus years that show ran, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of guys that were there, including myself, and I mean, a lot of you know local people as well, grew up watching Stampede Wrestling. Yeah. You know, I, I, I tell the story that 
before I even knew what WWE was or WCW or NWA or any other promotion was. I only knew Stappy Wrestling for about two years before I discovered WWE. So up until that point, you know, that's all I ever knew. Um, yeah. But hey, you know what? Here's another highlight. Um, I got to meet Bad News Allen, Bad News Allen's daughter. Oh, Francis. Cool. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Uh, so basically on night two, they had the induction ceremony for Bad News Allen, the Cuban assassins, Gama Singh as well, Bruce Hart. And there was a couple more. Um, I'll try to remember as, as I go on here. I'm sorry to make any notes on this. Um, but ultimately, you know, getting to meet his daughter was phenomenal. I shared the story and I'll probably share it again with with her you know hopefully we can get her on the show as well he's really keen on coming on so i'm kind is she of in the business at all or just his daughter does she do any work or no she's just his daughter okay. you know she, she they were there to kind of accept the award on you know unfortunately he passed away in 2007 from a heart attack um so tough boy know. too he was a tough guy man big guy oh, he was phenomenal and, and i tell the story that it was him bruce hart and bret hart were the catalyst for making me a wrestling fan you know, I, 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 I was eight years old. I'd come home from soccer. Um, I turned on the TV and um, it was on the channel already. So I didn't you know, need to flip through anything. And all I saw was Ed Whalen. At that time, I didn't know who he was. And this man in a leopard print kind of shirt. That's what I remember. And that man was Bad News Allen. Yeah. And uh, he was cutting a promo. And I can't remember who came in and attacked him. But I'm thinking it was the Karachi Vice, Gama Singh, Muck and Singh. And that crew, they all came into the ring and just started beating on him. And remember, this is the last segment of the of the show that that we were watching here, right? So <clears throat> you had you had these guys attacking him and whatnot. Then all of a sudden, Bruce Heath Hart, I think it was, and Bret Hart, all three of those Hart brothers came out, and they must have had some kind of gory match before because they were all bandaged up and you know you could see the blood through through the bandage yeah. and whatnot and they came and they saved this man and i remember ed whaling saying hey listen to find out what's going to happen here you got to tune in next week same place same time you know the, the ed whaling mm -hmm. uh stick that he did and i said holy shit this comes on every week and that's where it all started so i shared that story with her and you know she she told me that her dad would have been really happy to have heard that story and whatnot so uh two three podcasts are going to come out of this for sure uh hopefully one with francis um and one with the dynamite doll and the billington bulldogs as well we're hoping cool. to kind of get that going i'm going to say that out loud now because i'm going to really really push for that now one of the other highlights of the night was meeting Bruce Hart. I was outside in between just waiting, you know, just getting some air. And uh, I saw Bruce walking up to the pavilion, just walking up. And I walked up to him and I said, Mr. Hart, it's a pleasure to meet you. And he just, and I gave him one of our cards, the Sap and Chance cards. And he said, oh, okay, this is awesome. Do you, you know, would you like to do an interview? I said, absolutely. Are you That's kidding cool. me? Yeah. So this was day two. So I have an interview with the legendary Bruce Hart, which I will also be posting. Cool. Um, his insights were phenomenal. I really liked it. It was only about five, six minutes, but I tell you what, man, he was so giving. Sometimes of, less is more, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. One of the nicest guys in the business, hands down, just, just with his time, his energy. I also have recorded 
his induction speech, which I'll be adding to this special podcast that I'm going to put together uh, for 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 audio and and for YouTube as well. Um, ran into Mr. Beefy Goodness as well. Cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. Got a quick hit with him as well, talking about uncontrolled chaos and uh, how how well it's doing. And the book is phenomenal. I don't know if you started reading it yet, brother. I haven't but got I... my copy yet. I'm still waiting. Well, it should be coming soon, soon. I am halfway through this book. It's good. I, oh, it's phenomenal. It's uh, there's things I cannot wait to ask him about. Yeah. Um. There, there's there's uh in every section for every province or territory that he covers. He notice he 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 lists a top twenty five guys from each territory. Cool. So when I'm looking at some of these territories, I'm thinking, okay, some of these guys should be ranked higher than this guy or that guy. I want to understand how he got to all that. That's what makes the podcast why we get into that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So, uh, you know, that was really cool as well. But uh, meeting the Cuban assassins, interviewing them as well, that was really good. Spending some time with Bruce Hart was phenomenal. Got to witness uh, Vinny Fever's final match, his retirement match. match. Cool. He did. He had a cage match. Oh wow! Absolutely, man. Color all. all the bang. Oh man, for for over three hundred pounds, that man can still move. I tell you what. Oh, I bet. You know, it was a fun night. You know, I mean, you know, he was just yeah. It was just it was just good, man. I can't. I don't know how else to put it in words. It was. Uh, how was the crowd? The crowd was great. You know what? I tell you what. I, I maybe. You know, and I guess this was probably the only criticism I have. I wish it was a bit more full. I wish there were more people there. I don't know, you know, I don't under, I don't know what, you know, was the reasoning behind it or whatnot. Maybe whatever the case may be, whoever was there was, was really, really they enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. They were, they were treated to an amazing two nights of professional wrestling. Um, all the right people won, you know. Um, oh, how was Scotty's match with DTA? Was it good? You know what? Scotty had two matches. He was basically fighting for the Rose Rose uh, Sports um, Junior Heavyweight title. He was in that oh, tournament. Cool. So he won his first match against uh, Bobby Sharp. You know, he handled him. He took care of the business. And, you know, beautiful Scotty Mac fashion. He looked great. His physique was on point. The man was just, you know, just looked good. He looked good in the ring. That was the first time I'd seen him fight since yeah, I saw him. Yeah, he's an older him. guy now, too, and he's, you're right as well. He looks great. Brandy. Yeah, he looked great. And you know what? I mean, here's the one thing I'll say about Scotty Mack. The, I don't know anyone on the independent scene who sells as well as he does. Yeah, he's a master at that. He's a master at the selling, and I got to see it firsthand. I mean, the last time I saw him fight was in Kelowna when we went up there to see McFoley, and he was a part of that card. Remember? That was 2015. Yeah, that was 2015. He was fighting uh, Danny Duggan there. And um, here's what I'll say about Scotty. You know, his detail to detail is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, even when he was out there with DTA in their tag team match, he was out there supporting them and whatnot. This is interaction with the crowd, just facial expressions, everything that he does. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm not marking out for Scotty. Don't get me wrong. You, you know, no, he, you're telling the truth. He's he's good at what he does. Yeah, he's really good at what he does. You know, and a lot of these guys are. A lot of these talents are. Yep. Mentolo, another phenomenal, you know, athlete. Leo Cristiani, uh, the wrestler from Spain that we had on the show as well. I got to you know watch him work. Uh, Big Lucha, the the um, you know the 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 wrestlers that they had in there for Mexico. Uh, just phenomenal athletes, man. These guys could be anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they have the talent. 
and and the ability to kind of move up in the rankings and and move up into different promotions and stuff. And I'm sure a lot of these guys will. You know, there, there's a lot of passion here. That's the one thing I'll say. There was no shortage of passion from from the performers, to the organizers, to the people in the crowd, to the people who were just there. You know, the passion. You could cut it with a knife. I'll say that. You know, it was just great. I got to meet uh, some other podcasters, two two jobbers podcasters, uh, Mason. He was a phenomenal guy as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I got to meet people from Norbert Manor. You know, these are people that are following us and listening to our show. Here's something really cool, Chance. And I wish this is why I wish you were there with me. People came up to me who I don't even know and were like, hey, I love the show. Oh, wow. You know, and that made me feel really good because that just lets me know and i want you to know that we're doing the right thing here bro the hard work's paying off slowly right but it's slowly but surely hard work will pay off you know and i want everyone to know that like don't give up on what you want to believe in and what your dreams are man absolutely um, you know i didn't know what to expect going here i didn't know you know would i just know auto would i just know scotty but everybody everybody there was just phenomenal danny savage what a champion that yeah. dude is amazing. Yeah. You know, got to, I talked to him for a good 15, 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, we're going to connect with him pretty soon and talk about some things that he wants to get off his chest in regards to Can-Am wrestling and things like that. So hopefully we can get him on the show here as well. Um, out of both nights, which one stood out more? I know they're both great, but if you had to pick a night, Friday or Saturday? I would have to say Friday because of the Hall of Fame and okay. because that's when all the champions were crowned. Friday and I would say Saturday for me because I was a bit more away, like I was a bit more in tune with what was going on. And, you know, I felt more comfortable, you know, allowing myself to go here, to go there, to cross this line, to cross that line sort of a deal. You know, they really, I'll, I'll say this, man, everyone there from the organizers to the performers that I met. And, you know, before I finish, I thought a big shout out to the Profits, an up and coming tag team in the Can-Am Can uh, system. These guys were awesome they call the province the prophets the prophets at least the prophets yeah the no prophets. the prophets i tell you what man i said i stood backstage with these guys for close to 45 minutes just fantasy booking right because night two like basically night one was just all your championship you know uh preliminary yeah. matches and whatnot where night two started off with a battle royal okay. well first night two started off with the hall of fame ceremony uh, then he went into the Battle Royal. After the Battle Royal, you kind of had a couple more matches, and then you started getting into um, a couple of the championship matches. Then there was the intermission where they had to set up the cage. That took a little longer. Uh, once the cage was set up, Vinny Fever came out there with Vince Austin, and uh, you know those guys just ripped it up. It was a tag team match, so okay. it was really good. You know, four four man tag like a four. Fatal I, I, tornado tag team match. Sorry, you know, okay. all free for all. You know, and um, then 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 they had another quick intermission. So I'll say this: night two did run a little bit longer. I think the show finally it started at seven with the Hall of Fame, with the, with the setting up and takedown of the cage and whatnot. With all the matches, it went till about midnight. Oh wow! They had five hours of show there, right? Um. But yeah, no, just getting to meet everyone. And like I said, just I, I was made to feel a part of the team and a part of their family. And that's, that's cool. phenomenal. So that being said, I I make it my pledge to 
that community that I want to promote as much of their product as possible. I want to get on their talent and kind of get these guys going and, you know, get their names out there. It's like I said, especially the profits. We sat there and we fantasy booked for 45 minutes. That's cool. We, 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 we were trying to figure out, we were fantasy booking Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns for WrestleMania. And then I started picking their brains about tag team wrestling as a tag team and whatnot. And yes, you're up and coming, but you know what? Your knowledge of it and, you know, what you expect from tag teams and what your your take on it was, their takes on it was, was just great. I loved it. And those guys are amazing. So I love to get those guys on at some point just to pick their brains again, do some more fantasy booking. I think that's a segment that we should add to their our show as well. Why not? Snap and Chance fantasy booking. Let's just pick a storyline. And, and see how we can see how it's going to play out and see if we're right or wrong. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that next one for sure. Definitely, definitely. But you know what? That's my show in a nutshell. You know, the my my experience of the shows in a nutshell. I could go on and on and just talk about all the other things, you know. Uh, but again, just a big shout out to that whole team, that whole crew, all the fans and everyone. Yeah, Otto and the company are very welcoming, very friendly, very considerate. Good guys oh, very just beautiful individuals, man. Um, you know, uh, Otto's partner Larry. I mean, I, I tell you what, he 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 greeted me and and he took to you know he he treated me like he's known me for so long, and that's what they all did. They treated me like I I was always there. That's, that's what cool. I felt. You know, I believe it, and, yeah. and and that's a beautiful feeling. And you know, um, the only thing I'll say is when I got off the plane, and I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt cold out there man dude that was the first time i shivered in over six months we're not used to that weather for them it's no big deal but for us we're bc boys we used to a little bit warmer climate but it warmed up the next day but apparently it's just these chinook winds that they have i don't understand the science behind it but it's something about the north and the south winds or something happening all i know is i got off the plane and if you watch the game of thrones it's like being on the north side of the wall Right, I'm like, eh? holy fuck, it was cold. I was like, just shivering. I was like, I don't, I don't remember being cold. Wow, yeah, I believe that. That's Alberta for you. We're no, lucky where we good. live. No, we're very lucky, and you know, Alberta is a cool place. I'll, I'll say that Calgary is a nice place and whatnot. I didn't really get to see too much out, too much out of it. Uh, I will say this: a big shout out to my buddy Cern, his wife Sarah, and their son King Bling, and their daughter. Um, forgot her name, bro. Hope they don't kill me for that one. Selena, thank you, Selena. Uh, you know, I got to spend some time with these guys. These are guys that I met in Mexico when we were yeah. down there in yeah, August. So, cool. yeah, so we went down and had uh, they we went down, they showed me a little bit of Chinatown and the river, the river, I guess they have like their, I guess their seawall. Okay, um, cool. It was really good. The weather was really nice. And, uh, you know, they took the time out to kind of spend some time with me on my downtime, which was phenomenal. So big shout That's out cool. to those guys for for the uh, for the time that that they gave me. So you know, beautiful beautiful stuff coming out of here. Sounds like a fun so, weekend, all in all, man. Dude, all in all, I got some great interviews. Oh, I forgot to mention, I also got to meet Gama Singh's son, Manraj Singh, who also was on the card, and he actually fights for Impact Wrestling. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's a part of their promotion. So you know, this is another name to kind of look out for as as uh, we move along our journey here. And I got cool. a quick hit with him as well. So what I'm going to do, Chance, is I'm going to take all these interviews and they should give us about 45 minutes to an hour worth of interviews. 
I'm just going to piece them all together and do a little intro for each one of them. And then yeah, hopefully, hopefully get that up and running and going for us the next few days, if not by the weekend. That's my goal. Um, Chance, that, that was it, man. That that was the show. Um, But yeah, listen, Monday Night Raw last night. Did you watch? I did, yeah. Well, I watched today. I was watching the football game. But yeah, 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 yeah. I watched it. What did you think of it? I'll tell you what, man. I mean, I thought Raw was really good. I, I liked everything that was kind of going on. I'm still kind of going off the high at that point from the trip and everything as well. But this is what stood out for me. Um, Owens. Yeah, that's all I've been seeing all day with Owens, right? I had the complete opposite take of that. When Yes, he's good on the mic. But when I see a guy, I hate to say this and be so blunt, but when I see a guy that looks like that, I'm not trying to put him down, but he's wearing a shirt to cover up his body and he's talking tough and acting tough he doesn't look tough i just find it i just don't believe it doesn't seem believable to me so and that's the part i have his, his words are great his emotion was great but he's sitting there talking about body guys and he looks like that like i just i didn't like it so i guess he, i know i know 90 percent of the raw fans they loved it right but i just not owen's guy's look everything about him i didn't never like the guys what i think of him i guess Okay, well, no, that's fair enough, man. But I think he answered your question there. And I think, you know, the one point he did make there, he's like, you know, you're a dime a dozen, you know, you body guys. You know what I mean? So it is well, a great. What is he then? Uh, uh, well, he's 99 out of 100 looking like that. I mean, no, it's just more guys like him have, you know, are, have more passion and drive, I guess he's trying to point out. But I mean, ultimately, it's just a promo, obviously. No, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. but the, the way he delivered it, you know, oh, just the words and in whatnot. I mean, if you're, if, if you're trying to motivate someone and trying to, you know, put someone over, I think he did a great job of it there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he, being able to show his personality and just speak the way he did was just awesome. It was really refreshing to see. No, it was good. It was, it was one of the best segments of all. My thing with him is he's talking about his passion and these Roman Reigns and three of the diamond dozen looking like that. But yeah. what work are you putting in, Kevin? You're obviously not going into the gym. So is he just wrestling in the ring, training inside the ring? Because he's obviously not working on his body. So I don't understand what he means that they don't have the passion he has. They're busting their ass in the gym. I don't get quite what he means by that. I know it's all a work. It's all sports entertainment, but I just never find him believable. I don't know when he's acting tough like that. Yeah, that's well, my two cents on it. No, no, and that's fine. And that's the beauty of the Sam and Chaz pod, man. We can say whatever we want to say. And, you know, it's all. Don't get me wrong. He, he, I'm not getting you wrong at all. The palm of his hands. Yeah. And, that, and I think that's the highlight of it. I don't think it has anything to do with anything else. Personally, for me, anyways, I just saw it from that perspective. Like, okay, what's he bringing here? Like, what's he selling? And, you know, and it's kind of cool because everything he kind of said kind of directly correlates to what Austin Theories is trying to accomplish. Yeah. You know, with, with the smugness and whatnot. So, I mean, it fit in perfectly. But I guess it's safe to say that, you know, Kevin Owens is the face right now. Yeah, he is now for sure. So, what are you going to have a feud with Kevin Owens and Theory? Looks yeah. like, I guess. No. Uh, well, I, I guess so. Just kind of keep going there with that kind of feud for a little bit. I don't know. I mean, and that'll be a good feud because you got the body guy, the young, good-looking guy, and you got the the sloppy-looking dude. Looks like you see a guy in your local bar. Yeah, nachos drinking a beer. So well, I mean, you know, I, I think it's going to be a fun program. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I agree. think one thing that Austin—I'm not saying he's green, but he's green. Yeah, he is a bit. Yeah, you know, he still has a lot to learn. So I mean, having the opportunity to work with guys like Kevin to work, you know, and he did a lot of work with Johnny Gargano down in NXT. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the, uh, the opportunity, just kind of like Dominic, I guess, you know, and Dominic, I mean, I, I I felt his promo on Monday Night Raw was really kind of forced. 
Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, he doesn't really you feel know? like it's him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he has to grow into it. Like his facial expressions are cool, and I can see this kind of going more and more towards being like Eddie's son and whatnot. Just kind of some of the uh, things he said we predicted in our last podcast. You were exactly. never there, yeah. You didn't care. Like, exactly, exactly. So you know, I, I think he's trying. The highlight of his promo, though, and I think she's doing amazing work right now, just with her facial expressions, is Rhea Ripley. Yeah, she's whispering in his ear and stuff like that. Right, just the way she's there, just kind of that shadow. Like, I mean, that's really cool. I really enjoyed that. Uh, new Raw Tag Team Champions, uh, Ladies Edition, Dakota Kai and Io Sky finally took the titles, you know, I, I think they did it the other way around, just kind of shock everybody and, you know, mm. make, make it interesting, but the right girls have the titles now. Yeah, it's a nice change, I agree. Time to switch yeah. it up. No, definitely. And uh, so everything's kind of lining up here for Backlash. We'll get into that a little bit more as we get closer to did you, it. Did you get to check out SmackDown? I didn't think SmackDown was very good at all. Did you check it out? You know what? I watched SmackDown at about one o'clock and or about twelve thirty at night in Calgary. I watched it back really quick, and you know, I thought it was an okay show. Um, it looks like to me that they're, you know, before before they switched over, you know, Triple H events, it looked like they were trying to make Raw and SmackDown almost equal. Now it looks like they're really pushing Raw for the A show and SmackDown to be the B show. Well, um, which possibly. I don't have a problem with, but that that last show on Friday was not very good. Well, I mean, not every show is going to be great. No, I know, but it was just like all oh, these new guys, and I don't know. It's, it's okay. It wasn't. I just think it was kind of boring. Even yeah. Rain's like, Dad, this SmackDown's one of the worst I've seen. It's, yeah, well, not every, like you said, not every show is going to be out of the park. Yeah, but, yeah, not every show. I mean, I, I thought it was okay, but then again, I, I don't think I was watching it. I was watching it just to watch it at that point, just to see what was going to happen, right? I yeah. wasn't really digging deep in it. I was kind of half tired. I'll be honest. Here's the one thing I will say that I did experience from my experience in Calgary. Um, I was light on my feet. I had full energy and, and I was feeling great. But the minute I stopped hustling and stopped, you know, working the brand and I'm watching the show, as soon as I walked out of the stadium, I just felt so tired. Bye bye. Right. And then I had a cab, you know, I had to figure out how to find a cab because, okay, so the Rose Pavilion is literally, literally about 30 seconds away from the saddle zone. Oh, wow. Okay. It's right there, you know, and I don't really care for the Saddle Dome because I really don't care for the flames. Nope, um, I'm with you on that. Well, I, okay, so here's why. Because they cost my cabs the Stanley Cup in 89. That's yeah, with uh, Larry Robinson. Or no, with, um, uh, Lanny McDonald, sorry. Lanny McDonald, Hawk and Lube. Mike Vernon. Mike Vernon, you know. Theo Fleury. Theo Fleury. So McKinnis. from that, McKinnis. So from that perspective, that's why I don't care for the flames. But to see the Saddle Dome, it was right there, right? And so they're building another structure uh, right beside it. Okay. The BMO Center. It's like a big convention center. So there's really no access in and out. you got to basically walk. So the first night that I walked out, I'm like, where the hell am I? So I kept walking and walking and walking. And then I finally found a main road and got a cab and went home. Now, here's the sad part of this whole night. I was so hungry, you know? I just had some chips and stuff at the arena and whatnot. And then I was so hungry. I said, you know what? Oh, there's a McDonald's right by my hotel. Yep. So I got the cabbie to drop me off at the hotel at the McDonald's. And he drove away. I went to the door to open it. Because it said 24 hours, right? Well, the lobby closes at 11. Oh, crap. So you know what I ended up doing? Walk through? No, dude. I ordered 
through Uber Eats and sat there and waited for the guy to show up to grab my food. That's hilarious. They won't let you in. No. So, but I guess rules are rules. Well, you what can you do? At least. No, eventually I did. So the second night I ended up going back to the same McDonald's because I was hungry again. And this time I got the cavity drive through with me. So nice. that worked out know. well. Yeah. But um, hey, let's just quickly hit on some stories from the week. I mean, yeah. I don't know. So the Young Bucks, and apparently, well, I know for sure the Young Bucks that they were talking about, I don't know about Kenny Omega, but you know, after all that stuff that went down with uh, CM Punk, Apparently, they sent out feelers to the WWE to see if they had any space. Now, I don't know if this is true. I mean, the Young Bucks deny sending out feelers to the WWE. We're not going to admit it, but yeah, it, is, it sounds true to me. Yeah. Um. You know what? Or, I, you know what I was thinking about with um, Tony Khan when he's sitting there letting Punk trash the company and trash the the presidents and stuff. Look at how that man dresses. You're the owner of the company. You're the CEO. You're dressing like you're a man child. Where's the suit? Where's the, at least a golf shirt? You look like a, you're, you're playing Call of Duty in your mom's basement, dude. The wise guys don't respect them as an authoritative figure because it doesn't look the part. If you show that picture of anybody and say, this guy owns a company, you're like, what? You, just, you, you know, Vince at least and Triple H at least dressed the part. But this guy needs to dress the part. A I'll, say, I'll say this. Um... Tony Khan, I, I I don't know Tony Khan. I don't know anything. Yeah. You know, I don't. I didn't know anything about him until AEW. I don't think anybody did. Right. So, how much money of his own has he earned, and how much money is he, you know, using of his, you know, using daddy's money? Well, I think everything he's got is that just like Shane McMahon and Stephanie. Without their dads opening the doors, they wouldn't they'd be just like us, regular Joes, right? So yeah. But the guy doesn't like it doesn't like he looks like he commands any respect. There's no way Vince McMahon or even Triple H would let a talent trash their promotion at a press conference like that. They cut the cut the mic or do something, dude. No, no, you know, and um bad look. Yeah, no, it's a bad look. And I think he's trying too hard. I mean, you know, he's um I don't know what to say about Tony Khan. I'll I'll say that. Like, you know, like I, I don't I don't have nothing against him, but I just no, I don't have nothing against him. I'm just calling it as I see it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so on. am I. Like I said, I mean, I don't, I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. But all I, you know, if I have to base it on everything that I've seen of him, I don't, I don't think too much of him. I just think no, he's, he's just, he's just fantasy booking and using real wrestlers. Yeah, you know, and spending daddy's money. That's the way I see it. You Why know, doesn't he and, bring in some some management guys? Like, come on, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. They can't be your 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 presidents and your managers. They're, they're they're the talent. Get somebody in there with some that's an authority figure and put the hammer down and keep some of these guys in line. This is well, crazy. dude, look how they run the fucking Jaguars. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, I know, but like, holy crap! Right? I so mean, now they're shit, saying CM shit. Punk's going to retire because he has an injury. So we'll see what happens. Well, he had surgery or something, or he's going to have surgery. He's going to be out for eight months and whatnot. And now he's CM Punk's that... been an absolute flop and an absolute disappointment at AEW ratings wise. He's had the belt twice. He's been champ for five days on two title rings. Yeah. <laughs> what a 100%. waste of money. I would just fire the guy. No, wait, here's the problem. Here's the problem I think AEW has right now. And according to Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, uh, I pair this. Basically, that the fear right now is if anyone gets fired based on the fact how Punk is and whatnot, I think the fear is that people will start suing if they get fired. So you almost like 
Tony's hands are tied. Oh, I can't fire anyone because if I do, I'm going to get sued. Like an unsafe working environment, something like that. See, people saying CM Punk might sue already. Well, I mean, think about it, man. I mean, one of the guys got hit with the chair in the eye, like you were talking about. That could be, you know, a career ending, mm-hmm. career ending, um, you know. The, the boy, I think that they have some of the talent have too much control over there, and you can kind of see it coming through now. He doesn't really have any, I don't know, seems like he doesn't have any control. Yeah. I don't know. 100%. We'll see what happens. Well, let's see what happens here, man. So I, I a couple of feuds coming out of Monday Night Raw, some new feuds starting. I don't I think you, you still have Seth versus uh Riddle. Riddle kind of going on, but now they've kind of attached Bobby Lashley to Seth, which I thought was kind of cool. I like that. And you know, that should be kind of an interesting program. Uh and a side program, the judgment day getting involved with Riddle. Yeah, I've seen that. I wonder what they're going to do with all that. Well, I mean, there's so many things they can do, I guess. I mean... Maybe have a triple threat match? No. No, oh, sorry, I... Uh, six-man tag? I, I think they could probably throw something like that together. You know, a six-man tag, but who would be... like? Well, Edge looks pretty beat up. They did a number on his leg, so I don't know how yeah, long he's, he's moving slow. There. I think another time to almost get him a retirement match. So, like, his character's still good, but he's moving slow in there. He's having a hard time punching his... He well, wants movements. I don't know. Yeah, well, he's talking about retirement. I mean, the, the talk's out there now. It's it's no longer with first. He had a big match at Mania. Let him have a send-off. He's almost I 50. think so. Yeah, I think he's pretty much near the end. I mean, he, he was able to come back and do what he was able to do, which was phenomenal. Yeah, he did some um, great matches. You know, so that should be kind of cool as well. But you know what, man? I tell you what. I mean, this is a great time to be a wrestling fan, bro. It truly is. You know, a lot's he, going on. Yeah, lots going on here. We got NEW coming up this Friday. Uh, All Star Wrestling is coming back, back this February, this October, uh, at the Maritime Theater. We're going to have more details on that show and uh, more details on what's going to be going down there. I have been talking to some of the people from All Star Wrestling, and uh, you know, there's some cool stuff coming up here, man. So uh, I can't share it yet I, until we we have all the details and whatnot. Yeah. But all in all, you know what? From 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 Calgary to to Raw to 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 the future, I'm excited. I truly truly am, man. It's it's a uh, it's a good time, and like I said, the highlight for me probably is you asked me earlier. You know the matches were great. You know I don't think one match in particular stood out per se. You know because I was just kind of watching everyone for the first time and kind of getting a grasp of it all. Yep. But being in the Stampede Ground, that's cool. That was phenomenal. Being in that arena where so many great memories were made, so many great things happened, so many guys used that as a springboard to get to the Fed at that time. Yeah. WCW, you know, um, the history, the 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 smell, all of it. It was just wow, really, really cool. And you know, I, I guess you could say it was a bucket list thing for me. Oh, I completely forgot. Now, you probably don't know who he is, but for me, this was the referee of my generation. If you go back and watch some old Stampede Wrestling, if you can find it on YouTube or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. Mr. Jurgen Herman. Yeah, and I never heard of him. Okay, Jurgen Herman was the referee. Was he, he there? He was there, too. He got inducted into the Hall of Fame as what, well. Was he 70, 80 now? Oh, brother, man, he he was phenomenal. I mean, he's, yes, he's an older gentleman and whatnot, but getting the opportunity to meet him and uh, to have a picture with him as well. I'll post that up here pretty soon. 
um, you know, just uh, was phenomenal. I got to share a few moments with him. I got to share my respect and, and admiration. And, um, you know, I think it was his daughter that was with him. I, I'm, I'm hoping, I think it was, I don't know. But I mean, everybody was just really touched. And I was just like, you know, super sweet. Um, another well, shout out to uh, Curtis. Um, he is with the Cuban assassins. He takes care of them. Another phenomenal individual. I will be talking to him more. And uh, there are some cool things that, you know, we talked about as well. So all in all, brother, I'll say this. It was just, it was, it was inspirational. It was motivational. And I was truly humbled and honored to be in the presence of all these amazing individuals this weekend. I can't wait for next year. I would love to go out there again and do it again. And uh, I hope this time you can make it out with me as oh, well. Oh, you make sure of it, yeah. Some, some of the people were asking, where's Chance? I said, ah, Chance is Chance, man. You know, he's that guy. <laughs> he does what he does so uh i'll be there next yeah. year for sure though no 100 brother um it was really good but on that note do you got a top five do you got anything you want to throw at me you got a top five for you i what want you to hear your top five um favorite moments of stampede wrestling well my top five favorite moments of stampede wrestling would have to be very simply put seeing bad news allen that first day that's what hooked me as a wrestling fan um Watching the Karachi Vice any given weekend as well. That's, you know, something, you know, was always, always fun because those guys were true heels. And uh, I asked um, Manraj Singh, the son of the great Gamma. Um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot on this one here. Okay. So it's, it's kind of interesting because Gamma Singh is actually from India. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're Punjabis like I am. Yeah. I asked him, I said, dude, I don't get it. You know, when I was interviewing him, I asked him really simply, and you know, like, what's what's the deal? Why why did you guys build, why did your dad build himself from Karachi, Pakistan, considering you're from India? What do you say? At that time, before woke culture, cancel culture, and you can't say that culture was ever around, one of the biggest selling points that they said to them was like, listen, if you create this faction, you know, you'll get heat on you and it'll allow the fans to call you a packy. Oh, I see. Right? So he said, okay, fine. I'll do it. But I want this, 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 and this. Hilarious. Right? So that's why he set up. That's why, they, you know, the family's done really well for themselves is because, you know, even though he knew at the time that that's what it was so, right? Like, yeah. you know, the crowd would chat, shout, Packy, Packy. Like, I mean, you can't even say that. I'm saying it. But you're yeah, not allowed to say it. So that's why they build themselves from Karachi. Gotcha. Makes sense. Right? Like, you look at the cab Cuban assassins. Frank, he's from the Caribbean. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay? Angel, the original Cuban assassin, is from the Dominican Republic. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, but because of the time, you know, the whole Cuban missile crisis yeah. and the, all that stuff that was going on, and he kind of looked like Fidel Castro as well back in the day. He did. You know, it was almost fitting. So, and, you know, a great interview with those guys, like I said. You know, we talked about some of the riots. Did you know that he was trained by Antonio Inoki? No, I never, didn't know that. Absolutely, man. So uh, stay tuned for all those kind of details and all that's the cool. good stuff that's coming up here. 
But on that note, man, listen, so I've only given you two, right? Yeah. All right. The British Bulldogs, Red Hart, and Ed Whalen. Sums it up perfectly. Can't argue you those. Know, I can't argue. And I mean, it, it's it's kind of vague because I, you know, there's no particular match. It was just being able to watch Stampede every week. Yeah. Right? That that's that's where the highlights, you know. At that time, I don't know if anything outside of that first segment I ever saw. Um the rest of it were just matches and just great show after great show as far as I'm concerned. So being able to watch all those guys in their prime, you know, uh, was, was just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and that, well, absolutely. And, that, and that's what I got, bro. That That's basically it. It's a good one. Absolutely. You know, I'm looking forward to putting together these segments and, and you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to listening to and, them. Uh, no, definitely. Hopefully by this weekend, I can get it all sorted out. Just uh, juggling the new routine. These kids are back to school, so trying to figure all that out and whatnot. So we're trying to piece it all together here. But hey, guys, listen, like and subscribe. I, I know I forgot to mention it. I was so excited to get into the meat of it all. Like and subscribe. Hit that notification button. The more you guys support us, the more we can do, the more trips that we can start making and being a part of these shows. Yeah. Um, all in all, awesome, man. You will be in Edmonton next Monday, right? That's right. Monday Night Raw, yeah, with my son. Oh, no, no, two Friends Mondays from now. Two Mondays from now. Yeah, it's on the 26th. So they're going to be here on the 24th. Are you going to that one too? No, because we're leaving Saturday morning because I bought the uh, tickets way before they announced the show for the plane right. and everything. So. All right, all right. So we will go there. I think I'll probably take a little Miss Miss for the show. No, it'll be fine. It was their first experience, right? And then yes. uh, we'll kind of go from there. And uh, next time they come to Seattle, if she enjoys it, we'll probably just go down to Seattle and watch them. They were there in Seattle this week, man. Yeah, SmackDown was there. Yeah, yeah. And then Raw was in Portland, right? That's a good question. I'm not sure on that, actually. Yeah, it was at so. the Motor Center. Yeah, it was in Portland. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're kind of doing their West Coast run here. But yeah, because next week uh, they're in Sacramento. SmackDown is. Okay, and then Vancouver and then... And then work their way down the coast. Yeah, sort of a deal. Yeah. Cool. So the yeah, Raw crew... Yeah, the Raw crew will be in Vancouver on Saturday and then you will be there Monday. So I'm expecting a live report, brother, man. Yeah, I will. I'm going to see what I can do. I got Reigns with me, so maybe he'll be able to meet one of the wrestlers or something for us. No, 100%. That'd be really cool. Looking forward to hearing about those details of the trip and uh, whatnot. Yeah, it should be fun. So, brother, man, as we close out wrestling, let's just give a little preview of what's coming this weekend. Triple G versus Canelo. Um, fight week has started. They had the biggest fight of the year. Be our biggest boxing show of the year. So I hope it's a good one. It should be a yeah, fun show. You know, it's going to be good. So we'll hit on that. We'll talk about Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. That potentially could be happening. Bad Anthony Joshua. He's lost his last, what, four out of five fights or whatever it's been, or three out of five, and he's fighting Fury. So he's got a lot of guts. Well, I don't know if I don't know if that's confirmed yet or whatnot, but I'm going to look at back and it's find confirmed. out. It's confirmed. It's December done, 2nd. Eh? December 2nd? And your boy, Jake Paul Anderson Silva, October 29th, confirmed in the press conference and everything. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I saw that as well. So I didn't know the other one was confirmed. Thank you for letting me know, man. Uh, I think all right. You, before we, I won't get too much positive. I think Usyk's making excuses. He's not injured. He just he just wants to rest. He doesn't want to get in the ring with Fury right away. Well, I think he's going to need time to prepare for Fury. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't blame the guy. Right? I'm I mean, telling he's, you, Fury's going to take Joshua down, take Usyk down, then probably ride off in the sunset. You know, the way this whole heavyweight picture is kind of played out, 
it, it almost I almost feel that Joshua could win and just fuck everything up again. He's always in the way, that guy. I know what you're saying. Like, you know what I mean? Right. He's like, taking all the risk here. Joshua has nothing. He's expected to lose. He's getting a payday. Theory's taking all the risk. Yeah. But hey, he's got nothing to gain from fighting him. No. Okay. We don't want to break, get too deep into it right now, but we'll yeah. talk about this uh, yeah. as as uh, as we progress here. All right, my man. Uh, I'm Bobby Sampson. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe and share the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of the immortal one, Mr. Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Everyone, have a great night. We'll be back at you soon. Samp and Chance out. (laughs)